Uh, I was wondering if it would be possible to juggle without being able to feel. And then we discovered that we can't take that sense away from you, but we can take the sight away from you, right, to juggle with just feeling. Yeah, so I, I'm now going to try and juggle without seeing. Eyes open first to get it started, right? Yeah. Good rhythm here. Eyes are still open. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Close them. Immediately, immediately they drop. Oh, it lasted a little longer. A little longer with just the two. <laughs> just the one up and down. Cover your ears. Close your eyes. Ignore your taste buds. Plug your nose and imagine yourself numb. The five senses are what allow you to process the world and tell you how to respond to it. Without them, there is nothing. It's easy to take the senses for granted. We don't normally realize how much every moment of our lives are dependent on each sense. During this youth radio podcast, we will try to discover the power of the five senses as well as experience what life would be like without them. Sense of smell, sight, touch, and hearing. Oh, and taste, yeah. I forgot about that one. Imagine someone tells you that you had to lose all of your five senses except for you could keep whichever one you wish to keep. How would you decide which one to keep? Or how would you know which one you'd need more since you've been able to live your whole life with the senses that you have now? I would probably keep sight just because it's so it's nifty. But I really don't think that if I was blind and I could... Um, I think it's the most powerful sense that you have because you could still do your normal things and you could understand what people are saying through lip movements and you could still touch things and, like, you'd be okay alone, so. I think not having a sense of, like, feeling would be the most dangerous one because you wouldn't know if you're getting hurt. It has its ups and downs, I would think, because also if you did get minorly hurt, like, pinched and stuff, you'd just be like whatever like <laughs> like just like the minor things wouldn't be so bad but like yeah like steve was saying earlier if your hand got caught in fire that would like suck like in your sleep or something <laughs> but for feeling like like benjamin didn't have feeling in his hand like he still doesn't have feeling in his hand and like he used to like to impress our friends like since i've known him since we were like forever and um to impress our friends at the lunch table he'd like put his hand down and he'd start like hitting it like as hard as he could with his other hand and eventually he ended up breaking all of the bones in that hand and um and uh it was really funny but um uh, it kind of sucked because your hand would be broken i'm gonna hop on the bandwagon here and uh say sight because it's sort of like a gateway sense i think of it uh you can most easily survive with sight uh because you may not hear somebody coming behind uh, you may be able to hear somebody coming behind you but you can also see somebody coming behind you you can uh, maneuver 
rather easily. You know where to find food to feed yourself and survive. Uh, you'll you won't you're not likely to get lost in a ditch if you can't see where the. Uh, well, I mean, think of it this way: uh, hearing is very important, but um, I'd rather not really hear people than hear people because I don't really have that many significant people in my life and I just kind of feel like people can get their point across without talking sometimes um plus I've always been sort of the visual arts type and I would miss making art and seeing art uh, especially photography and then you have silent film which is usually accompanied by music but you could still watch movies without sound, and if you can still read, then you could just watch captions on subtitles. So seeing is very important because it can actually make up for a lot of other senses. Um, as far as feeling goes, that would be really odd because you can see things and pick stuff up. You wouldn't exactly feel them, but you could still like ride a bike or cook dinner. Your hand is obviously going to be holding something but the fact that you don't feel it also with that is you wouldn't be able to tell how hard you're gripping something one of the things i learned about the experience of watching movies is that 90 percent of it is listening and 10 10 percent of it is actually watching and if you watch a movie and turn the sound off you can guess what's happening but if you listen to it you more accurately know what's happening you know, cars screeching and like explosions and stuff. But if you're if you're watching, if something's happening in the distance or like the cops are coming, you wouldn't know that by just watching it. Or uh, so most of the experience in watching a movie is actually the sound. So I would have to go with sound. I think you would learn to m maneuver in your environment through sound. So I don't know somehow or another. And I like listening to music. I like playing music. And I think as long as someone handed me, well, I guess I wouldn't feel the guitar, which would be the problem. <laughs> yeah, this is all very stressful. I watched Psycho, and I really, really liked it. And um, I looked at like, the special features, and this the guy kind of behind it, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock made it, but he hired somebody to write it. And, um, and um, the guy who wrote it, he was the first person to ever get to see it because almost everybody, including like critics, had to see it when it came out in theaters because there was no like before screenings. And um, when he was done with the movie, there was no sound when he saw it, and he thought like, "Oh my gosh, it's such a terrible movie." And um, and then Alfred Hitchcock was like, "Well, I'll just wait until like the sound comes in, and then I guess like just the music, like the like, is the suspense." I would have to say mine would probably have to be sight as well. It's it's just one of the most vital senses we have, I think. And I mean, all the senses are helpful in their own way, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't have them. But sight, really, it just, there are very few animals on Earth that survive without sight. And most of them are rather sedentary and lonely. I would probably choose sound because uh, a lot. some of these people have said, um, that you couldn't see without sight, but you can use echolocation, which is actually possible for humans because there's a lot of people out there that use that, even blind people that use that. So you don't even need to feel. There's some people who can use that. And I think that'd be pretty cool to say that, you know, you can use echolocation, so, yeah. I, and I love music, too, so. I know that they're perfectly capable um, 
blind people. But do you think that you could like live alone and by yourself if you just that was your only son? No, I, I don't. I yeah, I don't think you could live by yourself. But it, but if you if you have like a seeing eye I know, yeah, but yeah, you couldn't grab the leash, you couldn't see it, so it's different if you only have. You'd still not know where where to pick up the leash to walk the dog. You can't, you can't feel. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't live by yourself, but if if you had assistance, this isn't a hypothetical that there's no one else on the earth, so that. So, yeah, if you had assistance, yeah, you could live, but... Yeah, that's what's so hard about this discussion is because it's not... It's not... What sense would you get rid of? That would be easier to talk about. But really, I think it makes a lot of sense that everybody's pretty much choosing sight because I can't imagine... I mean, I want to be able to keep my hearing, but... It'd be like being in a space tank or something, or, or just like floating without knowing your surroundings at all, but hearing things coming from all different directions. I would just have to choose touch and would just lay in a bed for the rest of my life until I died and have people massage me. Well, I mean, it depends on when in your life you lose all of your other senses. Because if I were to choose which sense only to be born with, it would probably be um, touch. Uh, but, or, oh gosh. It's kind of hard to think about because um, when you live your life, you experience all of these senses. But if you think about it, if you're born without sight, if you're born without hearing, you don't know any better. So it's it's kind of like you're living normally. And I mean, like I said, I would probably want to be born only with touch. But if I were to choose um, now, it would be sight for previous reasons spoken of. Like you'd be able to see people and um, like read their lips and everything. And it would be an interesting experience. But touch and sight are probably the most important senses to me. Forgot to mention uh, the beauty in life that's so inspirational uh, and how our days can easily be made by other people's smiles and hairstyles and shoes and it'd be really weird not being able to see what other people look like and I think what a person wears or something obviously reflects something about them and if you don't have... uh, because people, all, I mean, people all have different voices, but it'd be sort of hard to tell. But if you're looking at a person, I think you could maybe learn a lot more about that person than by smelling them or hearing them or tasting them. <laughs> I think that would also bring up a lot less uh, biases and prejudices and, and things like that, because you wouldn't base things on how someone looks. Real, real quickly, I wanted to mention about sound what I realized that sound because we're saying like oh well you can't feel anything so you can't eat and you can't do this and you can't do that but everything makes a sound so if you got used to a sound like when like touching something it's gonna you know I know I'm touching this thing so I can finally pick it up because I don't know what it is or what it looks like but but I can pick it up and I know when I'm touching a glass because I know the sound glass makes and drinking I know what the sound of things is so I wouldn't feel it but I, I know I'm touching it because I could hear it. After participating in this discussion, I've 
sort of started to appreciate my senses a bit more. They'll be on my mind now. friends with this person and his hair always smelled like lime jello so now when I smell lime jello I'm just like <laughs> the most nostalgic scent that I know of is my grandmother like her, her house I don't know what it is it's like it's downy but it's something like my mom can try to recreate it and it doesn't smell anything like it she has a super specific scent but um Whenever we go there, she washes all our clothes, and it stays on our clothes for, like, weeks. So I'll, like, keep a pair of pants for a few weeks, because I want to keep smelling that whenever I get home. My memory doesn't seem like a fond memory, but I'll probably remember it for the rest of my life. But in my AP Bio class, we had to do this lab with flies, and we had to count them and record their gender and everything, and it was a heredity lab. But to do that, we had to um, put them to sleep. Like, not kill them initially. So we made them fall asleep by using this stuff called fly nap. And, <laughs> and um, so it kind of smells like um, the Oriental store over by Hobby Lobby, if any of you know what that is. Um, so it smells exactly like that. But anytime I smell something like that... It, it reminds me of first period AP Bio, doing that fly lab and feeling like I'm doing real science and like knowing that I'm going to do that for the rest of my life is very, I don't know, calming and I don't know. But fly nap just reminds me of where I'm going <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only smell that I really associate with someone or a memory is the smell of my cousin because he has this really, really distinctive smell. He's studying to become an engineer, so he always smells like metal. And then he also always smells like the beach for some reason, which is weird because he hasn't lived on the beach for like five years. When I was a little kid, I was really sick. I had a bunch of like lung problems. And so for several months of my life, I was on these, like twice a day, I had to take two different medicines. And because when you're a little kid, you always have to do drink medicines, which I absolutely hate. So the first, there was a specific order and twice a day, first one was this disgusting, nasty, like white kind of grainy stuff that smelled and tasted like like kind of like rotten oranges like they were trying to do it like orange but it was so unbelievably nasty and now I can like I can eat oranges they're not my favorite thing but I can eat them but anything like orange candy flavored I can never eat it but then the second one was Swear to God, looked and tasted exactly like apple juice, but it was metal medicine. So now it was always like, crap, I have to take my medicine, but it's this nasty orange stuff and then really, really good apple juice. So always apple juice always makes me happy, and anything orange always grosses me out. Last year I used to eat a bunch of brownie cookies, and that was what I ate while I watched movies in my room. And 
the past like six months or something, I just wasn't able to really find them, or I guess I just stopped eating them when I stopped watching as many movies. Lately, I've started watching more movies, and I thought I would bring back the cookies as well because the they just the taste um, just makes me think of film now. It's interesting how a lot of these uh, memories we attach to the secondary senses, which I would call taste and smell, kind of a s- they're secondary to sight. I'm gonna talk about smell as well yeah there's a very specific smell to every season and with those smells comes all the the memories from um past seasons in middle school we had to run a mile on the blacktop one day and i ran the mile on the blacktop and i went to this catholic middle school and after pe we all had to go to the chapel because some archbishop had died or something. I don't remember. And uh, I didn't have a chance to like hydrate myself or really even get the sweat from running the mile off of me. And we went to the chapel, and then one of the priests uh, came out with like a dangly thing of in- incense. And like the second that it hit my nose... I just fell to the ground, passed out, hit my head, and got a concussion and puked the whole way to the to the hospital. So now any any incense, I taste puke in my mouth, my head hurts, I feel like musty sort of in my brain. I don't know. Whenever, like, we used to go to church, and my dad, like, it would be at 5 o'clock, so the sun would be, like, evening sun, and it would give everyone in the car a headache, and we would have that weird, musty feeling in our heads, because it would just make us really nauseous, because the overwhelming smell of cologne. So when I was little, I was playing with my stuffed animal, Simba, um, the kind that have the magnets in their nose so that they can kiss Nala or whatever. And um, I had an infection in my head so for some reason every time I see my Simba I think of the smell of I just think of the smell of a sinus infection and it's just really weird and vice versa like if I have a sinus infection I think of Simba and I don't know why it's just one of those memories that you shouldn't remember but you do. I actually have a very bad sense of smell like there are a number of things I can't even smell like the smell of skunk like I I can't smell the bad smell of skunk but um anyway i have very bad smell i have trouble smelling things but i do smell emotions and memories or like my my own like when i have like a certain emotion or thought like i associate a smell with that and i'll actually smell it the smell of bad memories is usually very nutty and you know the smell of sort of nostalgia and loneliness is almost like bubblegum to me it smells like bubble gum, and it's it's funny because I, th- I had a girlfriend at the time, and one day she just smelled very strongly like memories to me, like because I'll get like these smells like she smelled like bad memories to me, so so and 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 I kind of kind of like let on that there's I smelled something funny. It's like well, what's going on? And it's like well you you smell 
interesting. It's like, oh, and uh, and it's like, what do I smell like? And I kind of left out the bad part. I'm like, oh, you smell like memories, you know? And she thought that was adorable and sweet and, you know, great. And the, like, oh, you're so poetic. I'm like, no. <laughs> this can you really taste the rainbow we're going to try to find out at runners we have five contestants they will all plug their nose close their eyes and eat one skill they do not know the color of meanwhile we record the color and they will try to guess what it is middle way through they will unplug their nose being able to use their sense of smell to try to guess what it is further then we will tell them what the color actually is who knows what we'll find okay these are our contestants hey i'm tori Corey. nick Kimberly? Maida. Okay, so Tori will be going first with our first color of Skittle. Oh, okay. That's an interesting color. What color do you think it is? Orange. Okay, unplug your nose. Yellow. And the color was green. 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 <laughs> green. <laughs> that name was green. <laughs> I will say that yellow and green are very hard to differentiate. The lime lemon is really hard. So that's where we'll probably get a little bit of trouble. But. Okay. Okay. Next person. Eyes closed. Hand up. Oh, ah, oh, oh. Red? All right, unplug your nose. Oh. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> nice job. That's it. Everybody ready? Is it in my hand? Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> what do you think it is? I don't know. Maybe yellow? Okay, unplug your nose. 
Mm, it's either yellow or green. Uh, What's your? Uh, mm, uh, lemon. Congratulations! Whoa. Got it right. Woo. All right. Well, last person, Maida. Is tasteless a flavor? No. Yes, yes, it is. Orange. Okay. Orange. That's orange. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't taste anything. Just try. Try to be something. Like, it's definitely not. It's, I don't think it's orange. It might be red or purple. Purple. Okay. <laughs> nice purple. You are correct. <laughs> All right, last one for... When I was tasting without my nose plugged, I was very sad because I could not taste it, and I like the taste of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you unplugged your nose. When I unplugged my nose, unplugged my nose, there's a brilliant explosion of citrus flavor through my head and then it was tasty and delicious when i was tasting with my nose plugged i was living in a rainbowless world um and then once i unplugged my nose it felt like it was in the clouds and surrounded by rainbows it was pretty pretty nice yeah well when my nose was plugged i couldn't taste anything like i could feel it like wallowing about in my mouth, but then I couldn't taste anything, which was really frustrating. Um, and then as soon as I unplugged my nose, it was like flavor burst through my mouth and everything. It was it was a very interesting experience. Could, could you taste or could you feel like the juices like kind of like coming out of the skittle, even though it didn't? It just felt like water, though. Yeah, that was kind of what it was like. It was just. Like I said, it was very frustrating because everything else was there. The texture, the juices, the but the taste. It's like Skittles are nothing without taste. It's quite sad, really. It's really different. You don't expect it because the most of the taste of Skittles is the smell of it along with the sugar. And so when you're only having the sugar, it's kind of weird. But then you get the smell with it and it's like, oh, wait, that kind of makes sense now. You could probably recognize when you have a cold and your nose is blocked up. Food tastes more bland than normal, or even when smelling to check if food is still good. Smell and taste are closely linked. Without smell, the tongue can only identify five sensations. Sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and savory. The sense of smell is even more important in the animal world. For instance, horses can smell water across deserts, and salmon return to the same stream where they hatched their eggs years ago by scent. 80% of all other sensations are reliant on our sense of smell, and these scents are processed by our brain as a flavor. And, when you are hungry, your sense of smell becomes more powerful. I did a similar project in sixth grade, but I used mashed potatoes, which was really kind of a weird medium for it, but I did. I changed the colors of them. I kept the same batch, and I changed the colors. I made one yellow, one red, one blue, and one normal. And people said that the yellow one tasted kind of eggy, the red one tasted kind of sweet, and the blue one just was kind of, like, disgustingly weird. 
and it wasn't actually anything changed. It was just the color. And then I had one where they would smell it, and I added cinnamon to it. And then I had three choices where they weren't allowed to smell it, like trying to pick out which one was the one with cinnamon. One was plain, one had cinnamon in it, and one had sugar, and every single person picked the one with sugar because they associate the cinnamon with something sweet. And so it was interesting. It was kind of the same thing that people would do different colors because it smells differently or it looks differently or they can't tell what it is. So before this experiment, I knew um, that your taste didn't really work very well with your nose plugged because I used this trick when I ate foods that I didn't like the taste of when I was younger, but I didn't realize how well it worked um, until this because with Skittles, the flavor is so bold and like when you taste it, it's Skittles and you know that it's Skittles, but without the with your nose plugged you just don't know what's in your mouth like you can feel it and everything but it's really frustrating not to taste it not to know what it is which is an interesting concept okay you're gonna figure. Well, no, you're gonna figure. Yeah, that makes sense. But you'll figure it out as it as it gets going. Yeah. Okay. So we're about to start this game. Everyone has to close their eyes. So everybody, close your eyes. Yeah. No. Don't open your eyes. No using actual words. Just animal noises. Is everyone? Guys, I can't see. Is everyone ready to start making their animal noises? Ready and noises start now. Okay, you can open your eyes. We were snakes. We're snakes. And we were all standing we're all right next to each other. Pretty easy. Yeah. What were some of the noises you were making? <laughs> I don't There's know nothing else you can do. <laughs> yeah. You can't really make a rattlesnake. We were geese. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of punk. And it was funny because when we first started out, um, Ben here with the really low voice, all I heard was hog, hog. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we all made the same noise. So, yeah. It was fun. We were yeah. monkeys, monkeys, and I have to say it was very hard to, to hear over yeah. everyone else. It was like yeah. it was a massive Con- burst. It of was noise. convenient because Kedrick was right next to me. It was actually kind was of like terrifying. I felt like I was running through a forest, helpless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, elephants. Yeah. I think I ran into Minji's face at one point. Well, the thing is, I I was trying to make, you know, the elephant noise where you put your lips together and, you know, sort of make... No, not like, not like that, that, but like... That's like, the noise that I was making. Yeah, I don't even know, I don't yeah, know like, what an like what Kimbo's doing. Can you, Kimbo, can you give an example? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was trying to do that, but I couldn't. That like, just sounds like a fart. Yeah. 
I, I, I couldn't do that, so I'm just I'm gonna be quiet and listen, like if anyone else has a better, you know, version of an elephant noise and found Jackson and I'm just like, hmm, how do I signal to him that I'm supposed to be an elephant? And then I just tried and it kind of worked. And it's like we're elephants. But we're actually we're standing next to each other. Yeah, it was really convenient. So um like when we started, so Okay, so we're gonna do another round. Everyone is going to start picking their animals again. Okay, is everybody ready? Yes. So again, same thing. When you get together with your eyes closed, just stay together. Animal noises can start now. Fish. And how did you find each other? Uh, glub. It was kind of easy by glub, and then I think Ben like separated the fish, and then I got dragged over to the middle, and I had to find the fish again. <laughs> how was it for you? I just said bloop, and just waited for people to come to me, because I didn't know where to go. I think we were snails. I was a snail, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, was just, I was going... I was going Mao, like Gary from SpongeBob. <laughs> I thought that would work. Yeah, I heard it because we were doing impressions earlier, so I was like, "That's Ben." An animal that like kind of doesn't really make noises. Why did Why did you think to make those noises? Um, because I assume that when they're trying to move, they make suctiony noises or slimy noises. So I made those with my mouth. It was kind of gross. We are dolphins. Weird. It was really hard to hear it over everyone uh, else. It's a pretty kind of quiet sound. Yeah. What's the sound? You no, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually fluent in dolphins. So this group seems confusing because there's four of you. Yeah. So what were you all? T-Rex. We were T- Nick and I were T-Rexes. <laughs> I was a tiger. I was a tiger, too. We all went wrong. I knew, I knew this would happen, though. I'm like, someone else is going to be a lion or something. And I, 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 I was a tiger, but I said, <laughs> and I didn't want to roar because I didn't know if there were other roaring. How many animals roar? Yeah, I was going rawr, stomp, 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 <laughs> roar. I thought you might have been a T-Rex. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I, I was just roaring. I was like, ah. I don't, I've never heard a tiger. <laughs> Assuming most of you did not cheat and open your eyes, how was the process of being blinded? And finding it was other. it was fun. It was very fun. Yeah, it was really scary. Like I was afraid of being alone. <laughs> Even though it was like just friends, but I don't know why. Actually, I must say this isn't as close as to just hearing as I would have liked because there's a lot of touching going on. Like if you couldn't feel anything, you would feel like you're just like in some crazy weirdness. But like you could kind of feel around. Like the reason I found Ben is like I heard him mow and I like grabbed his face and I was like, no. <laughs> We're together. Oh. Like, it was pretty scary, because, I mean, lots of people were running around you while you can't see, being loud. And then I heard Nick. And, you know, <laughs> very recognizable. And I immediately knew, um, I, 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 I had a guess that Kedrick or Kimberly might be, like, another roaring animal. But, like, when I heard Nick, it's like, yeah, he's, he's definitely a T-Rex, too. <laughs> but the thing is... I was kind of afraid Nick would get a little too into character and like come and bite me or something. So I, w I was kind of like nervous when he just like started like 
approaching me very quickly, like, <laughs> and, like, and this is all just from sound, but still, it's pretty. Very... This next little experiment, we asked three people to describe a favorite childhood toy, and then we took that recording out on the street and had people listen to it and try to describe what the person talking might look like, and maybe make some guesses as to what the person was like in general, their kind of character, what clothes they might wear. We also took a picture of the people describing the toys so that we could show a photo to the describers exactly what the person talking looks like. I'm describing my favorite, uh, one of my favorite childhood toys. I had, um, this would have been the early 80s, I had a uh, Japanese samurai fighting robot, and it was like this big plastic thing. I mean, it seemed like it was like, you know, two feet tall, although, you know, I was littler. But it was awesome. It, it was like a robot. Okay, so since he was talking about his childhood toy, he's going to be in his... You know, mid to late 20s. Um, he sounds like he, since he was talking about something that was happy for him, he, I'd say that he's probably about 5'9", dark hair. Um, I'd say he's most likely European-American. Uh, I'm going with no facial hair. And hair is probably about medium length. Horns and a Japanese mask. And if you pressed a button, its fist would shoot off and knock down all your other toys. And it also had what I can only describe as nipple missiles. Like it had two little missiles. Actually, the only thing I'm getting uh, is that this person has dark hair and glasses. That's about it. Um, Otherwise, I don't really have, I don't have anything else as a response for When they first started talking, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of feel like this person might have a beard. But then the more they talked, the more I was like, no, they really don't sound like they have a beard to me. But other than that, all I could think of was dark hair. You ready to meet this person? (laughs) Were you surprised? um, Well, how were you surprised when you saw the picture? In that his beard was very... (laughs) There was a lot. Um, You know, he was wearing casual clothing, as I thought. Age-wise, I think he, he looked like what I thought. Yeah, the beard threw me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got the beard at first. Dark hair, not super dark. You know, red would probably be a better response. Um, my favorite childhood toy was this owl named Wordsworth. And um, he's kind of dirty now, but he came in this nice box. And he's this white, fluffy owl with gray wings and he kind of looks depressed because he's uh, I don't know I was thinking young again probably and um, I don't know maybe a little bit bigger like a bigger build I guess and 
shorter. I don't know. Hair, I was thinking kind of like uh, maybe sort of a blonde, blonde, dirty blonde. I don't know, it comes to mind, I guess, as a t-shirt. It's pretty hard to tell from. <laughs> That's all right. T-shirt and jeans, maybe? Kind of looks depressed because he's uh, Lou Rankin. Um, and all the designs of those animals look really depressed and sad, and they have gray around their eyes. And now he's all gray, but yeah. And he's very special to me because my cousin gave him to me, and he has one too. I am going to guess shorter, light-colored hair and a not very tall person. Ethnicity, no idea. Uh, clothes, I was rather impressed that she knew the designer of her owl and the style that that designer used. So I'm going to guess that it's someone that has a very unique style sense of her own, um, whether that is in some way, and this is probably just being sort of redundant, that's... Um, uh, outside of what would be considered sort of uh, a mainstream or average style sense. Well, you should meet her. No. Has a unique style, slightly throwback to the mid-90s with the boots and the tights and the shorts going on. Um, yeah, that seems about right. Except for uh, I was definitely thinking shorter hair. Okay, when I was this one age, I don't really remember what the age was. I got like a stuffed humpback whale and it was a pretty like turquoise dark green type color and had a name I liked I don't remember what the name was uh, but I really liked this toy and I took it with me everywhere and I don't know it sounds like, young um, I don't know I picture him I guess tall and maybe uh I don't know, for some reason I think dark hair or something like that. Maybe a beard or something. Yeah, I thought maybe tall and thin. It's kind of like my stuffed animal type toy thing that I was attached to emotionally. And yeah, we had a great many adventures. Um, you know, Calvin and Hobbes-esque stuff, you know, but with whales. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think we sold it in a garage sale like a year ago, though, so that's kind of sad. I am going with upper high school just breaking through onto the other side of puberty. Um, let's see. I uh, sounded like he had dark hair, and I'm guessing curly as well. Not sure why, but he just sounds like he has curly dark hair. Um, I don't have any guesses again on ethnicity. I'm just, no, he didn't sound overtly like he was from any ethnicity and yeah. Um, height, he sounded like he was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get specific just, I'm guessing in the like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, region unless he's like 6'11". So it's either he's like maybe just a little shorter than average or he's actually really tall. I'm not 100% sure which I feel like on that one. How about a swimmer's build? All right. Okay. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, got him. Yeah. I was right on with You're him. You're pretty spot on, especially I was impressed with the curly hair yeah. notion that you gave right away. Yeah. He just sounds like it.